Welcome back to Anxiety Slayer. I'm Shan Vanderleek here with my wonderful friend and co-host Ananga Sivier. Before we begin this week, we'd like to thank all of our patrons who support our show with a quick shout out to Tasha, Allison, Brent, and Adam. Your donations help keep Anxiety Slayer clicking along as we journey into our 15th year. Hey Ananga, Happy New Year. Hey Shan, Happy New Year to you as well and to everyone listening. Today on the podcast, we're discussing how Ayurveda can help lift your spirits and improve your energy. And if you want to learn more about Ayurveda, you're welcome to explore our new course, Seven Keys to Calming Anxiety, at anxietyslayeracademy.com. We're going to start our conversation today by digging into how Ayurveda can lighten up your energy, mind, body, and soul. And that really starts with daily routine, doesn't it? Yeah, I think it's a nice thing to turn our attention back towards at this time of year. We can get a bit thrown off with the the dark evenings, certainly in the Northern Hemisphere, the holiday season, we get out of our schedule, out of our routine. So it can be very helpful for anxiety support as we go into the new year to look at our routine and the things we do every day that can help support us and help us feel some lightness at what's often a challenging time for many. I noticed that this year it took me a lot longer to move back into my regular routine after the holidays because I took some time off and really enjoyed all of the spaciousness that came with it. And as soon as I was back to my regular schedule, I thought, "Mm, do I have to? And then it just took a little bit while longer and it was fine. I don't know if this applies to you or not, but I thought it's something I would share that just took me a little bit longer. And now that it's much colder, uh, lots of snow coming down, the official winter has begun where I live, I've just noticed that I really need to take extra care to do all the things I know to do to look after myself so that I don't let it feel so heavy and restrictive as it sometimes can. Yeah, I think that's a really common experience. Over the holiday season, we kind of slow down. I've always found it a bit challenging in the days between the Christmas holidays and the new year. I heard somebody describe it as Twixtmas. <laughs> and I thought, yeah, it kind of feels like you're between two holidays, so there's no point starting much. And it's the, the darkest days of the year, less daylight in the Northern Hemisphere. That can feel challenging. We tend to be indoors more. We might be eating more richly. We might be not so mindful of keeping hydrated, moving, and and that takes its toll on us. And then we're trying to get back into a new year and our routine, but we feel sluggish. The energy is sluggish, as we shared in last week's episode. That's why we don't really go in for big New Year's resolutions, because the energy doesn't support them. So yeah, definitely helpful to gently turn back to what do I know to do that helps me feel balanced and helps bring some enthusiasm, and stepping into the new year with some hope and aspiration, some direction. And here are some suggestions just to dive right in about bringing more energy and lightness of being to your life as we move through the days ahead into this new year. And I believe that the best place to start is to guide your mind to positive thinking and positive thoughts right when you wake up. Before you get yourself out of bed. Whether that be a gratitude practice, 
whatever that might be, before your feet touch the floor. Because then you're really starting out in that sweet space of gratitude, being grateful for another day. Even if you say, I'm so grateful for the gift of another day, and then you get up. Mm. Yeah, it doesn't have to be a long thing, does it? Even a few seconds. When my mind is more anxious or low, it feels like it's waiting for me, kind of sitting on the edge of my bed as soon as I wake up with whatever blanket it wants to throw over me that makes starting the day more challenging. I have a practice of sitting up and I like to offer some respects to my teacher, my spiritual teacher. And I also have a little MP3 player with some beautiful affirmations, lectures, audiobooks, all kinds of things on there. And I'll have something on there ready to go. So if I'm going through a challenging time with my mind, it's not just me and my mind. So yeah, have, have something ready, have an idea before you go to bed of what your morning support is going to be. I love waking up before my husband, uh, which doesn't happen often, but when it does, it, it allows for me to, this time of year, we have like a, a string of lights across the mantle and we just leave them up because it's so dark. So it's nice to have on in the morning without any real bright lights. and then get the coffee made, just get some things going so that when he wakes up, all he has to do is, is pour himself a cup instead of making it every day like he normally does. And that happened today. And it's just like this sweet way of, of giving back in our friendship and relationship. And then also then lighting a candle and putting on some of my favorite morning music or reading. I've started a a new book to kick off the new year called The Covenant of Water, which I've heard a lot about. But that's just this sweet, sweet way. So just another example. Yeah, the nice things to share. I also have my routines in the morning. I find it steadying when we have the same things we do every, every morning. They can bring some real peace. And routine sounds like a not very enticing word. But in Ayurveda, routine is medicine. This teaching, Dina Charya, this daily ritual, daily routine is one of the key pillars of support for anxiety and for our nervous system. Things that feel nourishing for us and good for us, steady things that we know we're going to go to every morning. Mm -hmm. And speaking of nourishment, this is the perfect time of year to look at the quality and quantity of the meals that you're consuming and being really aware of how important it is to try, if you can, to eat your main meal at lunchtime whenever possible so that your body has plenty of time to digest. And we also recommend food that's full of vital energy, food that's really nutrient-dense, lots of vegetables, lots of whole grains. Whole foods is really what you want to go for. It's easy in that holiday period to find ourselves eating larger quantities, more rich foods later into the evening. And I always find if I'm doing that, if I'm around other family members who are kindly cooking meals and we're spending the holiday season together, it doesn't take long for me to start feeling quite sluggish and um, keen to get back to my usual way of eating. My body's very happy with simple eating. And there's a teaching in Ayurveda that the more 
challenged we are with emotional stress, with anxiety, the simpler our meals should be to benefit us because digestion takes a lot of energy. So it's a good time to look at lightening up. We often talk about eating soups, stews, steamed vegetables, rice, really simple, as you said, nutrient-dense, fresh, home-prepared meals. Very simple. And when I eat like that, I don't get tired after I eat. And I really feel like my body's saying, thank you. I know exactly what to do with what you've just given me. Yeah. No loss of energy, no discomfort. It just feels like I've eaten good fuel, something that's really going to be helpful. So yeah, good practices. I'd also like to interject that if you don't feel hungry when dinner time rolls around, you don't have to eat. Or you can eat something really, really light. You don't have to be eating as much as you think or as much as you might have been trained to do. It's important that you eat at regular times, but please eat mindfully and be in that space of understanding. Like last night, I had no interest in dinner and I was making dinner and I thought, really, all I want is a sweet potato. (laughs) That's what I had. I didn't want anything else. And that was a way of getting something nutritious in my body without uh, completely blowing off the meal altogether, but without eating a whole bunch more that I didn't need or want. Mm. Yeah. Appetite's a funny thing. It's an interesting thing to look at because it's very emotional as well as physical and uh, helpful to be in tune with how we're regarding eating and, and what we need. So a light evening meal and then nothing after is going to help you with digestion. It's going to help you sleep better, eating at regular times, being mindful about what you're eating. Try not to just stand at the counter and eat a handful of this or that. Try to sit down and be mindful about what it is that you're eating. And then if you can, take a short walk, move your body, do something after you eat that is going to help make digestion even easier than if you didn't move. Yeah. And all of this is relevant to feeling lighter and brighter as we go into the new year, just being mindful of good quality, nutrition, not overeating, and definitely moving after eating is helpful. Sometimes I'll just pace around my living room after a meal. I'll just take a, a hundred steps is the recommended minimal quantity for walking after, after your evening meal or after any meal. It just helps get digestion going nice and relaxing. So sometimes I'll just pace around, take a hundred steps, take some deep breaths, be grateful for the nourishment I've received. And it can be a helpful practice. Again, it's a lightning, it's a lightning practice. Yeah. And important to note that a lot of people after they eat will just plunk themselves down on the couch Yeah, um, and watch a program or whatever, and give yourself that gift of those, those hundred steps. Even if it's just something funny that you and your family do, you know, marching in place or <laughs> whatever you do. Yeah. Anyone who lives with me is quite used to me doing those kinds of things. <laughs> but I find it helpful. And yeah, definitely we don't want to just be plonking down. And then we certainly don't want to be engaging in stressful so-called entertainment because it, that takes the energy away from our stomach, away from digestion. And we're not going to digest that meal well if we're stressed or if we're taken in you know, stimulating information through our eyes and ears. And then taking in the news that stress you out so that you can't digest anything. Yeah, no way. And then, of course, improving your sleep habit is also key in lightening up your energy. 
We've talked about sleep habits many, many times, but it warrants continuing to go through it and to remind you that keeping electronics out of the bedroom is huge. Keep your phone out of your bedroom. If you have a television in your bedroom, consider moving it out. You want to give yourself the gift of time where you can disconnect and create a comfortable nest for yourself before you go to sleep. Yeah, definitely take that again, that incoming stimulating information away. A bedtime drink we often recommend is almond milk with a pinch of nutmeg. Almond milk is good for the nervous system. Nutmeg is a gentle, natural sedative that can help us sleep. And another thing Ayurveda is very keen on recommending is massaging our feet before sleep um, to get that head energy down and help us really relax and settle into good sleep. And Shan, you recommend magnesium cream for that before sleep. Oh my goodness, it's so nice. And if you have any kind of issues with restless legs or your feet are just a little bit sore, and it's a great way to deliver magnesium to your system for calming and relaxing, but also your feet will absolutely love it. I get my magnesium cream from Dr. Dean, and uh, we always have a link to RNA Reset that we can share if you want to take a look at that cream. Nice ritual. Then also evening meditation, a guided meditation or some breathing, really helpful. And trying to get to bed and and get to sleep as soon before 10 p.m. as possible. We've talked about this before, the energy's changing in the evening and there's this good opportunity to catch better sleep when we can be in bed by 10 p.m. And that just leads us back around to the importance of our routine for all of the above, everything that we've talked about today. You want to create this good foundation for physical health and mental peace, knowing that these are the things, these are the choices that you make to support yourself. Yeah. When you think of how much change and chaos can affect our anxiety and our nervous system, then you begin to see that these simple pillars of support are so important and so helpful. So it's just a few suggestions and ideas for you to consider bringing into your day. But um, Ayurveda again recommends no big changes, not trying to take on too many changes because then we won't be able to hold on to them and we can get frustrated with ourselves. So it can be helpful just to pick out a couple and think, okay, this is something I'd like to to add in and um, let them settle in and become part of your natural day. And then you can add a couple more later once they've become the regular part of your day, once you've absorbed those into your daily routine. And it's really surprising how much difference you can make over time by making small, gentle changes. In the course of the last year, I've been really careful to take extra care of my mind and body. And when I look through my journal, I can see I've made some improvements that I'm very happy with. And now they're just second nature to me. They're running like clockwork. I don't have to remember them or think about them. They're just happening. Mm. That's been a good experience. And, and that's really what we want is to just be able to integrate things naturally. Drinking water is one of those that I don't know, years ago, that was one of the choices that I wanted to make is just bringing more spring water into my day. And now if I, if I don't have 
multiple glasses of water. If I don't have a big glass of water around me, it's so, it's so foreign. But I remember a time when it felt like, really, I'm going to drink that much water, whatever. Like you said, once you have it as a part of your routine, you don't even really think of it. It just becomes a part of who you are and a part of that good foundation for self-care. Mm. We do have a book recommendation that you might want to look into. It's called The Ayurvedic Self-Care Handbook, Holistic Healing Rituals for Every Day and Season by Sarah Kuchera. I think that's how you say her last name. It's either Kusera or Kuchera, K-U-C-E-R-A. Might want to check that out. And as we wrap today, we're going to be talking about mind care and your environment and how taking care of your mind and being mindful of your environment will help you bring more lightness of being into your new year. Yeah, I think making mind care an active choice where we're really looking at the quality of our thoughts, looking at how we're taking care of our mind is so important. It's important anyway, but especially if we're living with anxiety, it's especially important to be aware of taking some breathing, stretching breaks throughout the day and to practice redirecting negative thoughts. The mind can be so relentless in bringing us unwelcome and disturbing thoughts. And there are practices we can use to train the mind and, and redirect those thoughts. This is something we go into in some detail in our Ayurveda course, which is available at anxietyslayeracademy.com, our most recent course, has this beautiful teaching about being able to catch unwelcome thoughts and redirect them to a better place. And it's all outlined how to, how to do that practice. It's a teaching from the Yoga Sutras. And it's, it's got a very nice translation, which means moving to the other side of the mansion. Mm. I see that quite visually, like we might have a room that's a bit dark and, you know, un unwelcoming. And then we say, I'm not going to spend time in this place. I'm going over there where it's bright and inspiring and, and more comforting and uplifting. So, yeah, this beautiful practice of um, swapping out our thoughts and, and training ourselves to do that, to notice, to catch them and to switch them out. And we also have uh, some affirmations for peace and well-being on our Patreon as well as a guided tapping session around what if it's all going to be okay. You can find both of those at patreon.com slash anxiety slayer. Let's move into the environmental conversation. We all take subconscious cues from our environment, which drive our choices, our habits, and our behaviors. What is your environment? look like? What are you surrounded by? And how much of your time is being influenced from the cues around you? It's so helpful for our well-being and calming anxiety to review the areas where we spend most of our time. That might be reducing clutter, moving things out of sight that distract us, bringing in scents, colors, and images that support our good intentions. I'm reading really well-known book at the moment, Atomic Habits by James Clear. And uh, I'm finding it really supportive reading. I, I highly recommend it. And he talks about cues that affect our habits and behaviors and how important our environment is in supporting 
how we want to live, how we want to be thinking and feeling and, and what we want to be doing. And of course, the book's about habits. So he's talking about establishing habits and how essential our environment is for that, how we're picking up on cues around us all the time. So weeding out negative cues and distractions and and setting up cues that are helpful, uplifting, supportive. It's a really good book. And that leads me to thinking about how much time we spend online and that our environment and the cues that come from our screens need to be regulated. How much time are you scrolling and shopping and taking in information that might scare you or bringing in information that might make you think that something's wrong with you or that you need to purchase something or you know, whatever the case may be, that's a part of your environment too. It's a big part, isn't it? And it's our most challenging part, I think. I think so too. Really something to look at. And then to add things into our environment that are helpful and inspiring quotes, photographs, keeping books to hand that you intend to read, you know, keeping the book closer than your phone, um, keeping a journal nearby, prompts to help us make supportive choices. Sometimes we simply need to put our phone in another room for a while, which can feel challenging. I've lost a limb. Where's my phone? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, can feel like a difficult thing to do, but it can be a very good thing to do. I don't have my phone in my bedroom at night. I, li- I like to have it far away when I'm sleeping. Mm-hmm. Some people that are really good with habits and productivity, they'll set ground rules in the morning where they don't look at their phone until they've done their meditation and their other morning practices. They might have it just away from them during that time as well. And that sounds like a really good idea to me. It does. One of the choices that I'm making and practicing because it's taking practice is to listen to the music that I mentioned earlier in the morning and then choose to read a book that I can pick up in my hands (laughs) and choose to read a chapter instead of jumping right into emails, jumping right into scrolling, jumping right into, you know, what's happened since I've been asleep. And you're not going to miss anything. It's all still there. But you're giving yourself such a beautiful gift by just letting that phone sit just a little bit longer. Yeah. And as you say, it's a practice. And some days are going to be easier than others. But it's definitely a good, a good thing to do. Oh, Ananga, I'm so glad that we had this conversation about lightening up our energy with Ayurveda and all the ways that we can do that by reviewing our environment and looking after our mind and our nutrition and our nighttime habits. Thanks for a wonderful episode. And thanks to all of you for listening to Anxiety Slayer. If you want to learn more about Ayurveda, we invite you to explore seven keys to calming anxiety at anxietyslayeracademy.com.